So once again, good morning. I am Carrie Little, smartgirlmedia.com, where I share information with real estate agents or anyone that really is an entrepreneur trying to grow their business. And I am the designated managing broker of Caremark Realty Group in Illinois or the Western suburbs, a city called West Chicago. But I'll just say, not in Chicago, but we'll go with Chicago because no one knows where West Chicago is. So grab your coffee. It's too early for wine, but it is Friday. Some of you are probably like, yeah, we're getting close over in New York because it's, uh, it's 10, two more hours, right? So my goal for today is to talk about qualifying questions. I do have my new real estate agents journal. I am almost finished with a, with a workbook on checklists for real estate agents. I'm gonna test it out with my agents first. They'll get the free download. Um, but it will be a workbook that you can buy on Amazon, but it'll kind of give you a checklist of everything you need to do from social media to working with buyers and sellers, landlords, tenants. There'll be a cheat sheet for investors. That will not be um, 100%, but it'll give you an idea of what it's like to work with investors. Um, so yeah, watch for my workbook. That's coming. If you don't have the new Real Estate Agents Journal, feel free, jump over to Amazon, buy it for you and a, co a colleague. Um, and I typically write in the book, but since I was typing this out, oh, I got a shiny forehead. This is where you wish you had bangs, right? Maybe I should raise up the camera a little bit. Um, yeah, this is where you're like, I should cut the cut bangs. But anyway, who cares, right? So qualifying questions. I wrote all of this out. I have qualifying question for buyers, showing homes to buyers, um, talking to um, sellers, what that looks like. So here we go. If you are challenged, whether you're listening to the podcast later or you're on my blog, or if you are live with me now, if you have a question or you are challenged with something, like for example, you have a buyer and they want, and you've shown them 40 houses and they haven't made a decision, type that in the feed. Tell me what your challenges are because maybe I can kind of coach you through that today because it could just be that you need to go back to the basics. So here we go. So let's talk about working with buyers. Now, this is so basic, all of you should get it. Now, when I started selling real estate in 2001, the best thing that the company did for me is they gave me sheets that I could fill in. Now, we used to have something called the up desk, the call desk, the, uh, the person that sat and answered the phones when we really actually answered the phones. Now the consumer will shop online before they even call you. Um, I had a regular sheet of paper and I wished I had printed it out for you. And it was literally a way to qualify the buyer. Now, if you are um, after this live or if you are listening to the replay somewhere else, you can go to my bio in Instagram. And if you click on my web link, I show you that same information. I just built it in a Google form or survey. So you can go see everything I've done. Now you can go, now don't fill it out if you're a real estate agent, but you can go actually look at all of the questions I ask to a buyer before we get started. And I do actually have that on one sheet of paper. Although I'm at a point where I, you could probably just call me and I can qualify you in seconds because I've been doing this for a while. But when you're new, don't feel like you have to know things off the cuff. Some agents think they need to know everything off the cuff. Good morning, Regina. You don't have to be an expert. You just need to know how to where You just need the information in front of you so you can ask the right questions. So if you, especially if you're full-time, you're more likely to get a call. So um, 
So I have a form and it, um, you know, you can build it so you ask things in order. So if someone calls me and they're like, uh, hey, Kara, I want to buy a house. Okay, great. You know, you might have a question that says, how did you hear about me? Because you want to call that person that gave you a referral. You want to know, um, you might want to know, so when are you expecting to move into your new home? That's a qualifying question. Because if they tell you, I want to move in June because their lease is up in June, that tells you a lot about how you're going to work with that client. But hold that thought. Because a client that has a lease that ends in June might still buy in April because their landlord might let them out of the lease. So you don't know their scenario uh, or the situation. So, okay, I, I want to move in June. Okay. Have you talked to a loan officer yet? No, I haven't. Okay. Um, and then you might even say things like, um, you, might, you, you know they haven't talked to a loan officer. Okay. Are you getting a mortgage or are you paying cash? Now, the benefit of using these forms is that you stay consistent. One of the biggest issues with um, the real estate industry is treating every customer the same. You can't assume that the way someone looks or the way someone sounds that they don't have cash. And boy, do I have some stories for you. So even the National Association, right now as we speak, they have a board meeting today and there are things coming up to change the standards of practice and the code of ethics because of some of the things we do as real estate agents. And I'm saying we, although I know that's not all of us in most cases, because you wouldn't be here listening to me. So um, so are you getting a mortgage? Are you paying cash? You know, are your parents buying the house? Like come up with all of the questions you're gonna ask every single client. And you might get pushback from someone that says, I'm paying cash, don't worry about it. Okay, great. You don't even have to ask for proof of funds yet, but you know you do eventually need to ask for proof of funds. Um, you want to know, okay, so when you do decide now that I know that you want to buy, you want to close in June, you want to be in your house in June, because one of those qualifying questions is when do you want to be in your new home? I want to be in, in June. Okay. The beginning of June, the end of June, you find that out. Then now, you know, and it's November, should you start the process? Absolutely. You should start the process. And here's why. Because the buyer that you're working with might have credit challenges. The buyer that you're working with might want to be in a specific school district and there's nothing on the market. And you want, number one, you want them to talk to a loan officer right away. Now, I'm not giving you the steps in a specific order. I did just create a video on the steps of home, home ownership literally yesterday and it's on YouTube. Feel free, go watch what I did because I, I built it for a client who could not talk to me because of her position at the company she works for. And I thought, well, if I'm gonna build this, I might as well build it for everyone. But as an agent, if you go to my YouTube channel, Carrie Jo Little, you can watch the same video. Now look, there's enough business for all of us. I got all of that content from Cloud CMA. I just edited it for my marketplace. So look, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Sometimes we think that um, doing what other agents do is frowned upon, make it your own make it your own. Now, if you're a real estate agent in my office, email me, I'll send you the PowerPoint and then you can make it your own um, because we all speak differently. We all talk differently. So we need to be able to communicate um, based on how we speak and how the consumer would receive it. So um, I would definitely go over the homes, the steps to home ownership. But remember, this is just a regular sheet of paper. This is a Google form that I'm filling out so I know where they are. Now, and again, again, if they want to be in their house in June, 
you need to, you want them to talk to a loan officer right away, because what if they have two things on their credit that they didn't know about? It might take 30 days to fix it. Now, I know some of us like to use credit repair companies. I am not, I am not saying that you shouldn't. My husband used a credit repair company, was the best thing he ever did because he wasn't going to send the letters to get the whatever the issue was off of his credit. We loved her. She did a fabulous job. She charged a, I think it was a $99, $99 startup fee, and then they charged you monthly and you could cancel at any time. That was the best experience ever. Now, but the reason why you want to talk to a loan officer before you start working with a credit repair company is because the loan officer might tell you, I need you to do these two things, pay these bills off, send me proof that you paid them off, and they can do a rapid rescore. And it didn't cost you anything because the loan officer is not charging you for that. They're charging the consumer for the application fee and the consumer has to pay for an appraisal if they're getting a mortgage. So sometimes before someone is like, it, it, listen. So I was talking to my sister, I should interview her. We talk about this all the time. When I went to buy my first home, I was embarrassed. Do I think, do I, think I grew up in a household where I should have known better? Absolutely. When I asked my mother about credit, she said, well, I just figured you guys would figure it out because my mother never told me how to pay a bill. I just paid them. We take on the habits of our parents. I'm not, I don't really know my dad, but I know he gambled. I'm not a gambler, but I do like to shop. So I like to spend money. So I was only paying the minimum payment on my credit cards. And then if you missed a payment, this is why it's so important to never, ever miss a payment because that one ding on your credit could harm your, the purchase of your home. So I had to write a lot of letters. Um, and eventually I did close on the home, but it was a lot of work. So this is why you wanna to talk to the loan officer first. And my sister, she would tell me things like, you know, Carrie, I, I didn't think I could buy. She's a principal of a school. What do you mean you don't think you can buy? Get over the fact that you have issues on your credit because everyone has issues. If you work with a loan officer that gives you a hard time next, Go find someone that is compassionate enough to walk you through the process because we all have the right to home ownership. Okay, so you qualified your client. Um, and I, and I'm, gonna, I'm gonna read some of this to you. So number one, I said that you should use your information sheet. I said the Caremark Realty Group information sheet, but you can go see what I did in my bio on Instagram. When would you like to be in your new home? They tell you. Now, I would say this, in order to help you accomplish this goal, we need to start the mortgage process. Are you ready to, um, to speak with a loan officer today? Did you hear the quote? Today, not tomorrow, today. So let me give you an example. I had someone send me a DM. Um, hey, Carrie, my friend wants to buy a house. Can you work with her? Absolutely. What's her name information? Um, give it to me. I'll talk to the person tomorrow morning. That next morning, the person sent me at 8 a.m. a text. Hi, Carrie, I was referred to you by this person. Um, I'm ready to start the home ownership process. Okay, and by the way, this all came from Facebook. Okay, great. How, here's, another here's, here's another question that you all should ask. My husband likes to talk on the phone. Full disclosure, I don't like to talk on the phone. Now, that's not true. If you get me on the phone, I will, I'm happy to talk. I actually love to talk when I'm in my car because I'm driving. So it's either a book or talking to someone on the phone I'm, I love music, but I'd rather learn something. That's my personality. The reason why I don't often like to talk on the phone during a business day is because I will get stuck for 30 minutes. And you know how much work I can get done in 30 minutes? So that qualifying question to that 
um, buyer, oh, the question to the buyer was, how would you like me to communicate with you? Call, text, or email. Um, I'm available today at 1115. Carrie, I can't talk to you today. I'm in meetings all day. And based on the job that she has, I got it right away. Okay, great. Text it is. The first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to send you a video on the steps of home ownership. So I had to create the video because I didn't have a video. Then I um, connected her with a loan officer via text and via email. And I reached out to the loan officer and I told the loan officer about her current situation. And I told the loan officer, you know, I, I, I respectfully tell the loan officer what to do. And I CC the, then you send another email connecting them to the loan officer and to the buyer. You gotta follow up. You, the, the goal is you have to make sure that they've connected. So today, and by the way, this just happened within the last 48 hours, that will be my email. I will follow up to say, hey, I'm just making sure you both connected so we can um, start the process. My goal is to make sure that this buyer gets fully approved. And if there are any challenges we need to know about, we can start fixing them today. Okay. Um, if you get hesitation, because you, the, here's what's hard. Um, oh man, I, I, some, there are many days when I want to go buy a bunch of hats because now you have to become the discerner, right? You got to put on the hat for, I got to figure this person out. So you get hesitation. Is there anything preventing you from working with or speaking to a loan officer today? Well, I had a bankruptcy. Oh, okay, that's no problem. When, when, um, when I don't even, right now I can't think of the right term, but when were you released from the bankruptcy? Okay, great. I still want you to talk to a loan officer. There's nothing to be embarrassed about. There are times when I'll tell my story because sometimes people need to feel comfortable. They need to know that you have their back. And by the way, anything you share with me is confidential. I have a fiduciary relationship with you, the buyer, and um, you don't have to worry about me sharing your information. Sometimes they need to feel like you have their back because a lot of times as agents, we're, there are some agents that are like, Got a buyer next. I got another buyer next. So sometimes you need to make feel pe people feel comfortable. So um, now some other qualifying questions could be when you start to um, look at houses. When and these these are so when you have a, a a your buyer consultation, do you in the buyer consultation go over data? Do you explain the marketplace so they understand that you can't write an offer for 80% of asking price in this marketplace? Do you do that? And then once you explain data, do you say to your buyers, you should, everybody should write this down. It's okay to write an offer on the first house you see. Thank you, Sheena. On the first house you see. It's okay. It's not like buying a pair of shoes. It's not like you walked into DSW or Nordstrom or Nordstrom Rack or TJ Maxx. Well, TJ Maxx and Ross, you better buy the shoes because um, they might not be there tomorrow. You could always bring them back. But um, when it comes to real estate, if you walk into a house and you love it, write the offer. Because if you think about it, the house you looked at today, someone else looked at yesterday and they could have written the offer yesterday or they're writing it while we are standing in the house. So these are these qualifying statements and questions that you must have with your buyers. The moment you start working with them, someone calls you, they wanna buy a house, they got their pre-approval, you go out shopping, right? And then they see the house, oh great, but my mom said that we can negotiate. No, you can't because this market says you can't. 
But if you didn't explain that information up front, then your buyer is going to lose the house they loved. And then you're going to be calling the agent and say, hey, if the deal doesn't go through, call me, I got a great buyer. So please, please, please make sure you explain that to the buyer. Um, here's another statement that we all need to make. And um, have I been in mediation before? Once, since 2001, once. That means I have gone to mediation with one of our agents to fight for commissions, once. Could be twice, <laughs> once. Um, so here's what you must do. And I'm sure the agents in my office have stories. If I could get Sheena on the call. Yeah, it's too early. I know Sheena. Um, remember, these are things I would, when I work with my buyers for the first time. Right, Sheena says yes, because if you think long, it's gone. <laughs> That's your post for today, right? So this is what I say to my clients. Any house you see online, a for sale by owner, a sign in the yard, driving down the street, your friend told you about it because they saw it on Realtor.com or Trulio or Zillow. I can show you the home. I can show you the home even if the property isn't listed. So remember, when we talk about agency, I'm your designated agency, agent or I'm your exclusive agent. Remember the document you signed. I can represent you in all properties. My husband will tell you he thought that every real estate agent had a, their own pocket of listings. That is not how it works. In our MLS, we have over 40,000 real estate agents in the, in the state. I have it written down over there. We have over 50,000 Realtor members in the state of Illinois. I can exclusively represent you. Here's Zeranika. Oh my God, I just went through this with a buyer and I kept explaining to her it's a seller's market and I gave her the data uh, for the area. So you have to be able to explain the data so they can make a decision. And if they're not flipping the switch, you have to figure out why. This is where the hat for the counselor comes on, discernment. You have to figure out the personality because it could be that they could have a fear factor. It could be that they're a first generational buyer and they have no one in their household, has no one in their family, no one that has moved here from another country has ever purchased a home in their family. So sometimes you got to figure out why they're not taking that next step. It could be that the parents are showing, are viewing the houses with them. Look, tell people the truth. I, I love your parents, they're great. Now, if they're giving them the down payment, we might have another challenge. But if they're going to be living in the home, you have to make sure that they're the ones making the decision. And, and here's another thing I do with my clients. Um, as I go over the contract, I go over the basics of the contract and I will give them information about the contract. like. The first five days in Illinois, you have to have your inspection, you have to respond to the inspection. So you really have 10 days to get out of the contract. Now, it's not quite that simple because there are still rules that apply to those five, to those five and 10 days, but I, you got to help them relax and tell them that there are contingencies that they need to follow. And if they do, if something happens in those first five days, there is still a way out. Even if they spend the $400 on the inspection, the one thing you need to know, and please talk to an accountant, I'm not an accountant, but once they do close on a home, they can write off their expenses for purchasing a home. And again, I'm not an accountant and rules change all the time. So these are things you need to explain to them. So an inspection and in our state working with an attorney is one of the best insurances you can ever have. Okay, so, um, and I also said, so let me go back to that. Any house you see, you should call me. 
you should call me. I have access to the multiple listing service. If you're in Illinois, our um, MLS is through Midwest Real Estate Data. But if you drive over to Rockford, they're in a different MLS. So any house you see in Illinois. Now, it doesn't mean I want to drive down to Carbondale, Illinois, which is hours away from here to show houses. But just know you want your client, you want to be the source of the source. If they call the listing agent, and this is what I say to my clients, don't call the listing agent because I didn't answer the phone and you're, you're excited. Send me a text. It, it, you know, anything could be happening. Shoot, I could be on the toilet. I could be doing just about anything where I couldn't answer the phone. We'll keep this clean. My point is, is you need to get your clients to call you because you can exclusively represent them and their needs and the for sale by owner. The moment they go knock on the door of a for sale by owner and the for sale by owner uh, seller lets them in, it is going to be harder for you to get paid. It is going to be harder for you to get paid. Don't laugh at me. Um, here's another qualified question. Um, oh, here's one I like. Let me think. Oh. Would you be upset if this home is gone tonight or tomorrow? You got to ask these questions. You got to ask the questions. Um, if so, we should be writing an offer now. This is why I never leave home without my office. And literally, this is half of the office. It depends on what I'm feeling like. This is a guy's bag, but works better for me. I never leave home without my uh, computer. And some of you know, Sheena will tell you, man, I wish I had my computer, right? Now, if I leave home without my computer, I have no intention on working. And the day I leave home without my computer, I am right. I'm doing something on my mobile device. And you see, I'm, I have glasses on, even with the glare. I'm like, I need my glasses so I can see your comments. Um, I have written and signed documents on my phone. And even the agents in my office, I'm like, text me if I missed your contract. I really like a computer because I can see it because I'm zooming in to make sure people didn't miss anything. And they're, look. Under 30, you guys can see your phone. Me, I need a computer. So never leave home without the ability to write a contract. I have written a contract outside of the high school before the orchestra concert. Yep, on a computer, not an iPad, because I could see it. Um, now you're showing houses. Now these are basics. If you were, if you were to get um, an opportunity to talk to an agent that is always showing homes, they can tell you their tips on how to make someone make a decision. I've given you some basics. Um, always remember when you're showing homes or when you're scheduling appointments, remember that form I talked about, old school sheet of paper, your buyer told you they want a three bedroom, two bath two bathroom house with a full finished basement and a three car garage and they must have air conditioning. But then they're on realtor.com, truly and Zillow and all they're doing is they're finding three bedrooms, two baths, no basement. Then they're like, I really want to see it. Okay, then you get to the house and there's no basement. I don't like it. It doesn't have a basement. Okay, now let's go back. I told you it didn't have a basement when we talked on the phone. I was adamant. Now, in addition to that, you might even want to be more um, persistent when someone sends you a listing and you know it doesn't meet their criteria. Didn't you tell me that you wanted a three bedroom house with at least two bathrooms and a full finished basement and a three car garage. Yes, but I really like the backyard. Okay, did your criteria change? Because if I go show you this house and you don't like it, and because it doesn't have a three car garage, are you gonna be upset? 
yeah, I really want that three-car garage, but I love the backyard because the kids will like it. Okay, so what I'm hearing you say is that you're okay with the two-car garage because of the backyard. So did something change? You have to be able to have these hard conversations, even if you're new. Now, when you're new, you're going to make mistakes. It's okay. Don't beat yourself up, up about it. Give yourself a few years to finally figure this out. Okay, um, and, and here's a, a qualifying statement. Always remember your buyer's search criteria and remind the buyer of that when they shop for houses online. So remind them of that. Then your job is to give them what they want and not waste their time. How do you like that? You know they're wasting your time. But it's all about them. Give people what they want, not what you want them to have. Give people what they want. So it's always put it back in their, um, in their court. I don't want to waste your time. So if we drive out here and you hate it, that I want, because maybe you'll give in and say, we're going to go look at this one house. And I'll tell you, I had a client that insisted we have to have air conditioning, insisted. But one of their um, criteria was they wanted to be close to the train so they could go to downtown Chicago and they wanted the, the prairie paths. In Illinois, we had a huge, um, we had a lot of trains, a lot of them got ripped out and they're now walking paths or biking paths. So that was one of their um, criteria. So they found this house shopping online and we went to see the house. Guess what the house did not have? You're all thinking it, air conditioning. Did they buy that house? Yes, they bought that house. So sometimes you might have to make an adjustment. Not only did they buy that house, the house had asbestos in the basement. As soon as the inspector said, oh yeah, there's asbestos down here. I was like, yeah, we're done. Luckily for me, my buyer worked in commercial and he was the guy that cleaned up asbestos. It couldn't get any better than that. So another tip, don't react. You cannot react. You, some of you got to get your facial expressions under control and you know who you are. I'm probably one of them. I'm, um, I like Sheena. I, I know Sheena's on here because she's had, had this, she's always say she's like, fix your face. Now she may not have said it to me, but she has this term like fix your face. Cause this is what you will freak out in the house. Especially when, when the inspector says something wrong, you're like, oh. no. It's, it's a, just a challenge for the day. It is just a challenge for the day. Ethel, I make sure that my buyers have the HomeSnap app, right, which is connected to me. If they send me anything from Zillow, I send it back to them in HomeSnap. See, love that. So Ethel just gave all of you a tip. Have the HomeSnap app. Whenever a client sends you a text from any other website, even your competition, and yes, Redfin is your competition. They are not Zillow, Realtor.com, and truly, and now Zillow is about to be your competition, by the way. So anytime someone sends you a link, please make sure you send it back to them in your, um, for either from your MLS or from HomeSnap, because HomeSnap is a national product. You could also send it back to them in RPR. So yes, great tip, Ethel. All right, let's see. Uh, pay attention to the buyer, what they, what do they like and what they don't like. So when you're walking through the house, you know, it's, you know, you pay attention, you let them walk through. This is not HGTV. 
Um, they'll tell you some things. Now, here's a good tip. Are they moving their furniture into the house? Oh, you know what? I could put this here. I could put this here. And then they go to the second floor. Man, my bed won't fit. Now, I'm not saying that you shouldn't say, tell me about your bedroom set. Because this is what I would say. Did you buy that bedroom set in the 80s? Oh, you said it's got a headboard. It's got like a whole. Are you, do you really? Do you really want to move in with your old furniture? Or are you thinking about buying new furniture? Sometimes it's having a conversation because if they love the house, sometimes they might be willing to adjust the furniture. My sister will tell you they moved from Ohio to California. They threw everything out and just started over. That's not a bad idea. I'm not saying that you should persuade them to buy something if they don't like it. I'm saying sometimes you need to have a conversation because everything changes, furniture, our kitchen, our floors, we replace everything. So pay attention to the client. Are they moving themselves in? Now, here's another tip though. Do your clients move into every house they see? Oh yeah, this will work right here, here. And then you just can't even figure out what they like. That could be a challenge. So at the end of every time you show a house to that client, it's, okay, would you want to put an offer on this house? Because remember when we pulled up, there were three other agents um, waiting to see the house and we're just getting in. Because if you love it, somebody's going out to write an offer. Oh, here's something else you should just know. When you go to show houses, when you show, um, when you get to a property and there are other agents waiting to preview, and let's say one of the, you knock on the door and you say, uh, Realtor, Caremark Realty Group, um, we have an appointment at 10 a.m., and the agent says, okay, well, you guys can just come in. Please tell your clients to not smile or react or say a word. They can walk through fast. Just don't fall in love with the house in front of another agent and their client because then you're gonna be fighting over the house. Now you might still be in a multiple offer situation. That's okay, but you cannot react. Back in the day, the buyer and the seller and the, um, the listing agent, we would all meet in the living room of a house and we'd negotiate face-to-face -face and we'd say one minute, and this is seriously, we used to do this. Some of you are like, oh my gosh, I don't even think I can handle that. I love a great debate, let's go. Any day, anytime, I'm always up for a great respectful argument. We would go into another room and I talk to the buyer and I say to the buyer, you cannot make a facial expression, you can't. Now at this point, they want the house because they're sitting in front of the seller. The same thing applies when you get to a house. Another tip is now with all of the technology, um, first of all, listing agents, you must disclose if there's a camera and if you're recording because you cannot record and listen to anyone, you cannot. If those devices are in the home and Alexa is in here, everything listens to the, to the people in the house, your client should not react. They should not, because um, someone could be watching. I've even heard the scenarios where an agent will call and say, hey, Carrie, um, your buyers just opened the kitchen drawer. Why are they doing that? What? Well, my sellers just called me and said that. Well, they want to see if your clients are absolutely disgusting. Now, don't call me with that because I'm coming up. I'm, I'm probably irritated at this point. Oh, well, you have a cat. They wanted to make sure that the, the bottom of the refrigerator was clean and that the cat wasn't on the counter. They just wanted to know. And, and it might come off little sarcastic. I'm not saying you should do that, but people do record. So please tell your clients to not make any facial expressions. Okay. Now, so those are basics. And at the end of um, everything you're doing, it is, um, if you do have clients that want to see a lot of houses in this market, this is where you got to take them back to the data. And if you only have one client, you have time to create reports. 
So you go back home, you create the market analysis, and then you send the market analysis to the client and you send reports to say, look, this is what the property is going for, even if you've already written the offer. So um, you got to do that. Another tip, and yes, and again, I wish, Gina, I wish you could, could share your experience, but here's, here's a lot of problems with why we lose offers. When you go to write an offer on a house and the offer is going to be above asking price, another way to help your clients make a decision. It's not just about the qualifying questions. It's about um, what they could end up with after inspection or an appraisal. You must create a market analysis before you write the offer or the moment you've written the offer, create a market analysis because if you go over ask and the house doesn't appraise, everyone needs to know. Everyone needs to know because it is your job to do your due diligence so your buyer understands where they are in the process. Because if they don't understand and then they can't get the house because you wrote it over or if the seller doesn't understand, you've got a few people that are upset. So you got to make sure they understand. And, and here's a tip. If you have a buyer that can buy 100000 and we're assuming that that's the prices today, I'm just making up the numbers, just easier. And um, they can't go over 100000 maybe they shouldn't be looking at properties at 100000 because they need closing cost credit. But that does go back to making sure your clients are fully underwritten. So those are some of the questions you should be asking and making sure you're working with a loan officer that understands that process. All right. So before I end, because I have a 10 o'clock, um, <clears throat> let's just quickly kind of talk about sellers. So you re receive a call from a potential seller. You're a new agent or you're a seasoned agent. Um, now I will tell you, if you're someone I already know, it is so much easier because we can still have a conversation about family, friends, kids, high school, whatever. That is a little bit easier when you work with your own sphere. It's hard to work with your own sphere when they don't know you don't know enough. So here, here's my tip. You receive a call from a seller. And in my notes, I say to all Caremark agents, use the Caremark information sheet. Um, you need to create uh, everything you need to ask. Seller calls, oh, okay, well, when are you expecting to move out of your home and be in your new home? And they say, June. Okay, great. Are you, um, are you looking to buy a new house um, in the same city? Are you looking to move to a new neighborhood? You got to ask these questions because that could be two deals. Um, and you'll find out, oh, I already bought a house with another real estate agent. Oh, I mean, these are things you need to ask. Um, you need to, um, when, you, when would you like your home to be on the market? That's another qualifying question. Well, I really want to be out of my home in June. Okay, well, the market says, as of today, that you should be listing your home by. But you might not say that right away. When someone calls you, schedule the appointment right away. So after you've gotten all of their information, so qualifying questions could be, what are, how many bedrooms, how many bathrooms, how long have you lived in the home? Now we can figure this out all on Remind, Realist, RPR. You need to find out as much information as possible when you talk to them on the phone. In addition to that, and I even have a sheet for, can you tell me the things that you've updated in your home in the last 10 to 15 years? Oh, I have a new furnace. I have a new hot water tank. Okay, well, when was the furnace put in? In 2010. You're thinking that's not new, but 2010. You need to ask all of these questions. Now, could you ask these questions when you get to the property? Yes, but if you are new and you do this, they are going to deem you as being professional right out the gate. Okay, when I say schedule an appointment right away, here's how you're going to do it because I know Derenika is cold calling. 
So you call up the, the homeowner or the homeowner calls you and they say, hey, Carrie, I'm interested in selling my home. Okay, great. What's your address? When are you thinking about putting your house on the market? They tell you, um, all right, I'd love to walk through your home. What's best for you? I have Saturday morning um, between 9 and 10 a.m. You can give them a time. Or I have Sunday, give them a time, and then have a backup time because they're going to say to you, those don't work. Okay, how about Monday at 6 p.m.? Like you need to have dates already ready on your calendar because if you don't and you're like, well, let me look through my calendar. No. Um, well, let me say this. You might still have to look at your calendar, um, but it's really good to have time blocked when you can work with your clients. Some of you are busy enough where you know the window and that's the only window and they probably need to work with you. So schedule the appointment right away. Um, when you get to the home, uh, you, this is where you need to become a discerner. When I get to the home, it, if I know you, we're probably just chatting, we're kind of talking, you know, I might, I might want to look outside, but the first thing I want them to do, you know, thank you for inviting me into your home. Can you give me a tour? This is when old school carry. Now I do have everything in Evernote, but old school clipboard. I have the listing input sheet in Illinois. Some of you need to print that listing input sheet because you're using a yellow notepad and then you don't have enough information when you go back to the office. And I get the listing input sheet out and I, you know, they're giving me a tour. Okay, great. And you're taking notes. Um, you might say, can you tell me more about this space? Can you tell me more about this space? Oh, can you tell me about that? That might be that there's a hole in the wall. Oh yeah, Jonathan punched a hole in the wall. Okay, write that down. You don't have to tell them what to do until you're done but you know they need to fix that hole in the wall. Um, hey, good morning, thanks for joining. So you walk through the whole, the entire house. Then when you are done, this is when you need to have a conversation. Now I have to say this, this will be different for all of you. There is no perfect way, but eventually you'll figure out the best way for you. You could end up at someone's house knowing that you're gonna stay for dinner because it's your friend. Um, Sometimes you also need to schedule an appointment when they're not cooking dinner it's because the moment you get to a house and they're cooking dinner, you're not a priority. So think about this when you schedule appointments, when you get their undivided attention. And when you're done, you, once you've gone through the home, you might go and say, is there a place where we can sit down and talk just for about 10 minutes and then I'll get out of your hair. Tell them the time frame so they know that you're not going to stay there all night and then you have an end time. Then you'll get, you'll talk to them about, well, you know, you said you updated this, you know, the dates, you remember this. And, I'll, and then you might say, here are the things I really need you to do. Number one, please don't be offended. You might have to give that disclaimer. I would really love it if you clear off all of your counters when you go to sell. Number two, in the basement, I'd love for you to get some bins and boxes and start packing as if you're ready to move. Number three, number three, I would love it if you, and then whatever those things are, clean up the backyard, give them the tips they need. And, and then you might say, I don't know what your, do you have a budget for making a few updates? If they say, yes, I have a few thousand dollars. I would love it if you replace all of the face plates on the lights um, for the light uh, switches and the outlets. If you could change out all of the light fixtures, you're having a conversation. And then at the end, you would give them, give them all of the disclosures because they have to fill them out no matter what. 
Then you might say, are you ready to sign the paperwork tonight or would you like me to email it to you tomorrow? You have to close the deal. This is the hardest thing for real estate agents. We just are like, oh my gosh, I hope they work with me. I hope they work with me. I hope they work with me. No, you have to, you have to close the deal. Would you like to sign the paperwork tonight or would you like me to email it to you tomorrow via dot loop or DocuSign or hello sign or whatever? So there you go. Now, those are some of the basics. Uh, basics. Now, I, these are, I've said this before, but whenever I have a listing appointment, I always print the old listing sheet if I can find it. In our MLS, we can go back to 1980. I print the Remind report or the Realist report. I might print the um, RPR report, and then I will print the listing input sheet. I need enough information about the house, and I'll create a quick CMA before I see the house. Oh, the other tip is Google the house. I can see it in Remind. Google the house so you know if the house is sitting behind power lines or a water tower or if the neighbors, the cars are on milk crates. You need to have a realistic um, view. Agents in Illinois, please take a photo of the house when you get there. Take a photo. You might even take photos as you walk through so you don't forget. Oh, another tip, go with a measuring, old school measuring tape or the um, electronic one. The reason why you want to do this is because if you don't measure, they're going to want to list and then you're going to have to go back. So you can avoid the second appointment, although I like to do a two step process. So measure when you go. If you don't have any of that data, don't ask the seller to measure. And if you're not good with it, bring your assistant. Your husband, right? Or your wife, who's good at I'm actually better at measuring. I know how to make the gadgets work. Don't tell mom. So bring someone with whatever you got to do, but please don't leave without measuring. That is one of the biggest issues. Now, I've actually had someone that is a, uh, was a, con a contractor and he was like, I'll measure the whole house for you. I was like, no, I know how to do this. He was like, nope, I built the house. I got it. So that works in your favor. Now, so I'm just going to quickly review and I will probably put this in a better format and I'll add it to my uh, bio, probably in Smart Girl Media though, on Instagram, so I don't confuse my clients as much. Um, sit down and ask qualifying questions. Role play, practice with your friends. Sometimes you just need to show houses so you can get into the swing of things. Practice with your neighbors and just say, is there something I'm not asking that you would want to tell me? Because they have no obligation to you. So you gotta practice, practice, practice. So here are my end tips with you because I do need to jump off. Number one, um, it's okay to write an offer on the first house you see. Always explain market data and qualify your clients before you do anything, buyers and sellers. Uh, let's see. And you can al and always ask your clients um, at the when you're showing the house, is this the house? Do you wanna write an offer? And you might even need to say, do you, if you want to write an offer, let me know now because I need to adjust my schedule for the next appointment. The next appointment might be that you just need to go home and turn on some show called Sisters or Madam Secretary or whatever, right? <laughs> whatever show you're watching. All right. Um, oh, if your client does give you pushback, and I didn't mention this before, like they're like, oh, I'm hesitant, I can't buy a house, I'm not sure. It, you know, at, you can ask the questions, are you challenged with your credit score? You don't have a down payment? Because if someone says they don't have a down payment, here's my answer. Oh, that's okay. There are ways for me to help you get your down payment and you can give them the ways. They might have a 401k. You might need to say, I'm going to have you save money for the next few months. You can use your tax return and then I can negotiate your closing costs so you, can, um, so you don't have to come to closing with a whole lot of money. 
I never say that they won't have to come to closing with any, because the moment you say that, they'll need an additional $1,500. So you need to find out what's holding them back from buying a house. All right. So that is about it. Thanks for joining me. If you do have questions today, send me a DM on Instagram and I'll answer your questions. If you are listening to my podcast, send me an email, info at smartgirlmedia.com or DM on Instagram.